Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Welcome to Wiggins America. I'm going to start the show today with a peculiar article with all the things going on in the news. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about this week. This one seems to hit all of it because there's any number of things we could lead off with this week and this one is kind of the bedrock for any of it because it applies to all of it see if you can follow me as i read this article and see where i'm going because you may hey if you're that astute you're gonna see right where i'm going with this right away but if not let me sort of take you down that road welcome to wiggins america the headline from let's see this is from fortune magazine How the Hollywood strikes took a toll on film and TV crew workers. Now, I have a background in film and TV, but I don't really have a dog in this race. So I'm not trying to read you the story because I want you to know the facts of the story. I'm reading it because this is one that I think all of us don't really have much opinion on it. And that's kind of the point. Okay, so let's go. A Toronto production assistant whose income dried up because of Hollywood strikes lost his housing and ended up living in his car. A New York set dresser slipped out of sobriety amid the stress. A New Mexico assistant director fell into deep depression and took his life. They were among the hundreds of thousands of U.S. and Canadian film and television crew workers who were unemployed for up to 10 months because of strikes called by actors and writers, leaving a trail of evictions and family disintegration. Crew members rallied to help one another, and charities pitched in during the writer's strike that began in May 2 and ended in late September, and the actor's strike that started in July. The actors reached a tentative agreement on Wednesday. This is last Wednesday. The actors and writers are getting a lot of publicity, but the crews are the collateral collateral damage of the strikes, said Lori Rubenstein, executive director of mental health charity Behind the Scenes. Crew members lost health insurance and broke into retirement funds. They saw relationships collapse and became isolated and depressed as month after month they went without pay and lost the rush of the 70-hour work weeks, creating shows that cost hundreds of millions of dollars, according to union leaders, counselors, and over a dozen crew members Reuters interviewed. In the last 18 months, Rubenstein has put around 1,000 industry members through a mental mental health first aid train training course to prevent suicides in a sector that struggles with substance abuse, workaholism, and bullying, Okay, according to crew members Reuters Reuters spoke to. 
And then there, here's a quote, and I'll, I'll stop with this really quick here. It says, quote, he really, truly needed to work, said Pam Rosen, the mother of Joe Buffalino, Buffalino, 32 years old, Mexico's New York, Mexico's youngest, first ever assistant director known for films like Silk Road and Thai Cave Rescue. He took his own life on August 17th. At the point he died, he saw no future, she said. So I'm going to pause right there because... If you can see where I'm going with this, then kudos to you, because I, I, don't, I don't think that I made it very obvious. But what we have here is a topic that I rarely ever see it like this. That's why I wanted to grab this. We have a topic that whether you're red or blue, Democrat, Republican, it, it doesn't really matter in this article. It's painting a picture of something unfortunate that happened to a whole bunch of people and really a, a side industry within the film industry because of the writer strike originally and then the actor strike that kept going because the writer strike was resolved a couple months ago. But the, the actor strike has just been resolved. So there's been a lot of people out of work for a while. And this article wants you to believe something about those people. They want you to believe that that you have big, bad, you know, kind of corporate fight going on up here between these celebrities and maybe the writers and the corporations that make things most of the time, the big, the big ones, the big ones that make all the movies and all the TV. But we want you to know that there are these victims who had nothing to do with that, who have suffered greatly from this. And you know what? They might be right. They might, you might have a, a large contingency of people. I don't think it's really that big, honestly. Uh, but there are people, and these are people I know, a lot of them, if they're union, um, who work on these kinds of things, who suffered throughout these strikes because they didn't have any work. It is a masterclass. This article is a masterclass in media. I hate to use the word manipulation, but that's kind of what it is. Because I don't necessarily disagree with the points of the article, but this is how you make opinions happen. This is how you form a narrative. It's, I mean, it's excellent at doing it. The headline of the story, which I kind of only read half of because I didn't want to give it away, but the full headline from this fortune article is if these strikes hadn't happened, Joe would be alive today. How the Hollywood strikes took a toll on film and TV crew workers. Because right where I stopped, it actually goes on and does something else. So it grabs your attention. Hey, this guy died because of other people fighting. Now, do you think these other people are cold, heartless people who hate their crews? Do you think the stars who work on these movies and the people paying them to make things hate them? <laughs> no. I mean, some stars are jerks and some corporate executives are jerks. But for the most part... <clears throat> I've been around these things. I've been around these people. They don't hate each other. They actually support them. You know, they, especially the, the studios, they support the crews because they're reliant on them to make things. They're paying them to do it. So there's no hate for these people. But what the article paints is that these elites were fighting and then the little guy got lost in the shuffle. And to an extent, that did happen, but it's painting that picture for you because if it hadn't, you wouldn't have ever thought about those people. And it's really not like a huge portion of our economy, but they do exist. And the way they do it so well 
is that they grab a couple of real stories about people who either fell into depression or went back into alcohol. And in the case of this guy named Joe, this assistant director or whatever he is from New Mexico, uh, he committed suicide. Now, do you think that those people, that this was the only problem they had? Of course not. They, they probably had a whole lot of other problems, and this was just an extra one. It may have been the straw that broke the camel's back, but it wasn't the only problem. However, it sounds like in the article that it was. And if you read it, you can place all of the blame for these people's problems, these three individuals they grabbed, on these powers that be, right? It is a masterclass in narrative shaping because what they do right after that, that I said, you know, I would read in a second, is that they go into a subhead there called psychological distress. And it says when someone is struggling to make a monthly payment, when their car gets repossessed, when they're facing being evicted, when they don't have food for themselves or their children, it causes a great deal of psychological distress, this doctor says. In California, Jennifer George, head of social services, with the motion, <clears throat> motion Picture Television Fund and her team handled hundreds of calls each week, some from film crew members who talked of suicide. That is not to say that these aren't real problems. It's to say that this is exactly how you can plug any group into a media narrative and create opinions about it to lift certain people up and tear other people down without actually going into the red and blue of it. But I'd love to know what you think. Uh, we talk about these things all the time, and I think it's because if you're listening to this show, obviously you're interested in how narratives are shaped. I think we go into that quite a bit. And uh, how to sort of weed out the truth out of what's being spun. Hopefully that's one of the reasons that you're here. We have a long show ahead. Guess what? This is the very beginning of it, but we have a full show ahead, so stick around. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Around more Wiggins America coming up. Coming off the top of the show here, uh, just a reminder that we got some great guests. I think I promoted this not in the show, but in the promos that we have the director of legal policy at Pacific Legal, Daniel Dew, coming in in the next hour to talk about the deep state and how the administrative state is not just a federal problem. It is in our state legislatures as well and what to do about it. Uh, We also, at the very end of this hour, have Consumer Energy Alliance President David Holt coming in to talk about, eh, I don't know if we'll talk about elections so much as how do you make things cheaper. And its I don't think it's that hard. I, I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to have him on is to see just how easy it is for a president or anybody else to do that who has the power to do so. In the meantime, uh, one of the worst guests that we've ever had. I, I, I'm so sorry that I do that every time, but I really believe it. Well, you got to stay true to your. Just stay true to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to stay true to you. And you acknowledge that, like, you're really bad at this. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, so I mean, we're just calling it balls and strikes. That's right. Yeah, old Roy's here. Uh, old Roy has a. Uh, I wanted to get this out of the way first because it's going into Thanksgiving week here. Mm-hmm. I came to, to the restaurant Tulligan's in Highland that you own um, and saw the ad on the window, and I actually went back and said, oh my gosh, I know what we're going to do for Thanksgiving, because you guys have a really good spread for either six or 12 people, is that right? Yes. Yeah. And then I found out that we're not doing Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, so no. uh, we're doing it actually this weekend, so... I'm like, well, we're out for that, but I wanted to give you a chance to at least promote it because it was a really good, you know, deal and good meal. Oh, well, I appreciate it. We're we're offering pre-prepared, hot and ready, uh, carry-out Thanksgiving dinner uh, for six or twelve people. There's two options. Uh, it's all on the <clears throat> on the interwebs. On our website, and I believe Facebook has a link to it as well. So if you just type in Tulligan's Highland, right, you'd probably find it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a great meal. I mean, I I literally I hate the word literally, so I don't know why I said that. Uh, but I did look at that and said that is what we're doing, and yeah. then found out we were not doing Thanksgiving, so <laughs> oh. <laughs> or we're we're knocking it out early. But you do have to sign up, as you said before, by this weekend. So you can't can't wait till Monday, right? Yeah, deadline is this weekend, yeah, and uh, and then it'll be ready for pickup on Thanksgiving Day. I suggest if you don't have plans, knock that out right now while you're thinking about it. Um, speaking of the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. I brought this story because I don't know that it's directly related to restaurants, but it is related to workers, and I just wondered if this is something that you see happening whether in the restaurant industry or maybe if, if you had the opportunity to do this, would you? The headline is Walmart and Costco and other companies are rethinking self-checkout because apparently there is a huge backlash against self-checkers, not because customers hate it, but because the theft is so high. Hmm. Now, you're like, well, how does that relate to me? Well, the the reason that I thought of you <clears throat> is because you have always been somebody who's like, no, 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 I want the personal touch. Like with everything you do, <laughs> you're you're always about people and making sure that people are are uh, taken care of, even your employees to your own detriment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wondered if you were ever given the opportunity. Now, having done this restaurant for almost a year now, a year actually, right at it, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's elegance. Uh, we're yeah, we just hit the year this week. Yeah. I was I was like, we had to be close. Yeah. <laughs> um we as in you, not me, but uh I was there for you know, like while yeah. you're building it, I was right. watching you put it together and I remembered it. Well, it was right around now that you launched it. Um if you ever had the opportunity though, now in running a restaurant, would you automate things more? Because it is hard to manage people. I get it. I just wonder if that is something that's going to become a luxury in the future to have people around you or if that's no, that's never going to go away because that's the standard. We actually we have this discussion often because there are there are there's there's levels of automation that you can do. But something as simple as a lot of restaurants now put the the QR code yeah on the, the menu table. yeah and you just hit it with your phone you got the menu right there so you save a couple of steps of you know someone seating you and handing you a paper menu that you've got to update and yeah and make copies and <clears throat> so i i get it from that standpoint you also we are also in a smaller town more uh rural, rural area and there's there's a certain segment of the demographics there that just aren't interested, me being one of them, in over digitizing digitizing yeah. everything, and they just won't they just won't take to that, as as I have a problem with that. So, um, there's there's that aspect of it. There's there's the cost aspect, which kind of goes along with what I was saying about just the the logistics of of having menus and they're constantly being updated and and printing costs and <clears throat> all of that the labor issue is a problem because the cost of labor keeps going up right artificially i think and um and the dependability right you know, people don't robots don't call off that's true that's true but i i think <clears throat> if it came down to it i would just assume not do it at all get out of the business than to to remove the personal yeah aspect of it i thought you would because knowing you and being in Tulligans a couple times even just recently there really is a personal and personality to that place hmm. that feels like oh this feels like a a place that's cozy you know and yeah. if it was all i think that's the thing about the digital menus to me is that whenever I do them, A, I, I don't even know if I have service in that place. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if I'm on, if I'm getting good service, then it's kind of okay, but I don't love it because I feel like the whole purpose of me sitting down with my wife usually or other people is so that we're looking at each other and talking and hanging out. We didn't go out to dinner because we're like, oh, we just desperately need food. You know, like we went out to dinner because we wanted to be together. Well, all of a sudden you've introduced that moment of, hey, let's get our phones back out. And then all of a sudden our phones are out and then we got to deliberately put them back to focus on each other again. And when you don't have to pull that out, you you don't even have to really think about that as much. I don't know. Well, and a a lot of it is the the, uh, convenience of it, supposedly. <clears throat> you're missing out on a on an opportunity because what a lot of people like is they come in and say, I don't know what I want, and they'll ask. Yeah. I don't know what's good. What yeah. do you think? And there's so much opportunity there to develop relationship with, with returning customers and 
and and talk about what you have to offer. So from a sales standpoint, you can upsell, you can right. suggest things that maybe you're trying to push a certain item. You you lose all of that opportunity if you're just going to make the customer do all the work. Here, here's this 14-page menu. You yeah. figure it out. To me, that <clears throat> that seems like the epitome of taking all of the personal out of it and and you know shooting yourself in the foot as the business owner because you're right you're not making an effort hey and i just a plug you guys have added to the menu an item that you only got because i walked in and go and said do you have an adult root beer that is correct and that wouldn't have happened if you had just the qr codes on the table Exactly. So I'm not even going to tell you what, if you're listening right now, what an adult root beer is. I can tell you that they are fantastic, and every single person that I've talked to, have you had people ordering those? Yeah. You put them on the menu after that? That's that's yeah. great. Have you got any good feedback? Everybody loves them. They're great. Yeah. They're so good, and I'm like, these are so easy. I don't know why people, that's why I'm not going to say what they are, because I'm uh, like, you got to go in to talk to Roy to get an adult root beer, and then you can find out what they are. Well, I call it the Ryan. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Not sure. Not to anybody, but in when I'm by myself. Okay. When you're <laughs> when you're stirring around <laughs> at middays when nobody's there. Yeah. I'm gonna make myself a Ryan. <laughs> Neat. Uh Telegans, hey, just a, a plug for you guys. And uh I, I love being able to toss to you to find out like, well, oh, what's going on on the ground? How's the worker situation? You know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, because you're right there doing it. Tulligans and Highland. Good Thanksgiving stuff. Highly recommend that you visit there at some point, even if it's not this weekend. We will be right back. We're going to talk about uh, some real, like, vice presidential stuff concerning Trump mm-hmm. when you come back in the next hour. Uh, But a couple more things to get to before we get there. Like I said, at the end of this hour, it's going to be Consumer Energy Alliance President David Holt with, as far as I know, some very practical suggestions of how we could, bam, instantly turn this country around and get prices, if not back down, just back to, just level it off because they just keep going up. Stick around. That's all this hour. Old Roy will be back next hour. This is Wiggins America. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Old Roy is going to be back in the next hour. We're going to talk a little more actual politics. We're going to talk some Trump VP. We're going to talk Tucker Carlson. What do you think about that? We'll get into it in the next hour. Right now, Vivek Ramaswamy. I say the name. You already have an opinion. That's fine. Glad you do, because that means you're engaged. Actually, even probably people who are non-engaged have somewhat of an opinion on him. He has made waves. I got to give the guy that. No matter what you think of the guy for president... He is really good at getting attention, and I gotta say, he's good at doing the media thing, which is a huge part of becoming president. 
If you can't do the media thing, you ain't going to become president. Oh, wait, the guy right now. Yeah, I, I take that back. I take all that back. But it doesn't change my opinion of Vivek Ramaswamy. That dude is so good at talking that he makes me a little bit jealous. He's quick. He's really quick, and he knows how to answer questions. He knows also how to root out the source of the question. If you haven't seen what's going viral from him this week, he was asked, big mistake by CNN, they asked him to come on, and then they asked him this question. I'm going to play the whole thing. That language, they live like vermin. Do you believe that that is, as your uh, Republican colleague, Chris Christie, has said, neo-Nazi rhetoric? This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump, focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word I was chosen for a reason. I think we are in the middle reason. of a cultural war in this country. The well, word you was know chosen what? It, it, for a reason. It's actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country. Would you describe them as vermin? violating the rule of law. We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance okay. of why we have to recognize would, that we're not in ordinary you, times. Would you so use that language yourself? the vocabulary of the vermin or not is not what's important. Well, I haven't used that language. So, so you can look you? at my, my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion. Economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years. A national identity crisis and a loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Let's talk about our dependence on China. Today we're actually talking about Xi Jinping. Picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping? If he could do that for Xi Jinping, he could have done it on an ordinary day. And yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that, but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami. This is what's wrong with the mainstream media. Focus on the substance and let's have an actual policy debate rather than talking to a presidential candidate instead of the policy substance of what's actually going on in the country. Picking on some word that Donald Trump said on a certain day and asking me for comment on it. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And it's so true. It's basically gossip columnists now. I mean, that's all politics are. They never, ever address any of the substance of these arguments. Let me read to you the actual quote that President Trump said this week that people are losing their minds over while there's actual genocide happening in the world. Uh, they're focusing on him being a Nazi because he said this quote, President Trump. We will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, unquote. That's a traditional American standpoint. The, the quote itself isn't even controversial. It's controversial that they're making it controversial. That's what we all should think. Communists, Marxists, and fascists running the country? Yeah, we need to get rid of those people. This is America. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with David Holt, Consumer Energy Alliance president. We're going to hammer it out with him next. 97.1 FM Talk. This is Wiggins America. Everybody's traveling now. It's the travel season. And so I know what's going to happen. You're going to go to some event and you're going to start talking to somebody and gas prices are going to come up. I want you to be well-armed for that conversation, not to be mean, but just have the facts. That's why Consumer Energy Alliance president David Holt is here. David, thanks for being here. 
I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. So uh, let's talk about energy costs. Uh, you know, I think the Biden administration right now is trying to say, well, they're down from their peak, which they also don't mention they caused, <laughs> but um, they are down a little bit. How are things, you know, how's the landscape right now? You know, the, the I would say the trend is not necessarily our friend. Uh, you, you hit the nail on the head, energy prices, gasoline, diesel, and electricity. Uh, have really been up and, uh, you know, kind of the, some of the highest we've seen in some time since early 2001 when this administration came into power. Uh, overall, there it seems to be their philosophy is to kind of restrict opportunities for oil and gas, both onshore and offshore in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, they are required to have a, a leasing program in the Gulf of Mexico or all offshore waters uh, by by statute, and yet they have not come up with a plan at all in the, in the time they've been in office. Um, so not only are we seeing a slowdown in oil and natural gas, uh, we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown in even the increase in renewable energy like wind and solar. So, you know, we've got to look at it from a sensible standpoint. We need affordable, reliable energy. Uh, if gasoline prices are higher, we're all suffering. If diesel prices are higher, then everything we buy cost more. So when you're going to the grocery store as you're preparing for Thanksgiving, all groceries are higher because diesel prices are higher because everything is delivered by truck. Uh, lumber, clothing, shoes, obviously your Thanksgiving turkey and everything costs more. So one of the largest parts of inflation uh, is energy costs. So when energy costs more, uh, it puts upward pressure on the price of everything, which has led to the inflationary pressure that we've seen in this country over the last couple of years. David, how quickly could a president come in, whether it be Biden, I mean, or, you know, let's say Kamala Harris suddenly became president or lo and behold, Donald Trump became president again. A new president takes office and just suddenly says, you know what, we're going to reverse this. How quickly would you actually see gas prices go down if they buy executive fiat or however, whatever it is, said, we're going to open this back up? You know, I would argue very quickly. Um, there, there are certain things that the administration can do right away that sends strong signals to the market that, hey, the United States is serious about its energy policy again. I think the market now sees that we don't really have a serious energy policy. Uh, we're not permitting things very quickly. We, we, we are not producing enough oil and natural gas here at home. And 80 to 82 percent of all our energy needs come from oil and natural gas. So the rest is hydropower, uh, water power, or wind or solar or nuclear. So the vast majority of our energy needs are derived from oil and natural gas. So we've got to continue to produce more to show the market that we're willing to produce more. Uh, and this administration certainly has signaled that they're not really willing to produce more. The second problem we have that the administration could quickly help with is we have all these protest professional protesters that have been out there for years saying no to pipeline construction, no to infrastructure related to energy, no to oil or natural gas development. And now we're seeing some of these protesters saying no to wind and solar and wind and solar transmission. So saying no, delaying project development, stopping project development, all that means is we have less energy in the marketplace, which also drives up uh, the, the, the cost of energy uh, and also increases the risk of brownouts and blackouts, which we've seen increasing over the last couple of years. 
So the administration could quickly come in and say, you know, hey, we're going to fast track permits for this pipeline. We're going to fast track permits for this transmission line. We're going to fast track permits and uh, uh, production of onshore and offshore oil and natural gas. All those things could be done with a stroke of the pen. Uh, This administration has kind of take the opposite approach to that. And for the previous president, you know, like him or or, or like him or hate his tweets or, or, you know, whatever your personal views on him from an energy policy perspective, uh, he was uh, very positive in looking at all the above strategies and uh, in ensuring that we met our most basic needs um, as a society for the United States. So uh, the energy policy in the previous administration was, was pretty good, certainly better than the one we're seeing in the current administration. David Holt is on the phone with us, Consumer Energy Alliance president. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, different talking points that might come up over the holidays. One of those that I always go back to because it's just so easy, I mean, everybody remembers it, is when Joe Biden was running for office in 2020, I guess it was, and he was saying openly, you know, we're going to end American oil. You know, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do these things. And then uh, promises made, promises kept, because he kind of has done that, but he's shown that the apparatus that they want to move to, uh, the things that you were just listing, these are great ideas, but they're just not quite ready, which is why you kind of need to let the marketplace dictate how these things happen, right? Well, and there's a couple things going on here. And, and uh, I mean, I, they're not even good ideas. Um, you know, as I mentioned, 80, 82 percent of all our energy needs are met with oil and natural gas. That's not changing anytime soon. The other problem you have is when, you know, listen, wind and solar are needed. Energy diversity is needed. We're all for that. Consumer Energy Alliance supports it. But every time you build a wind or solar project or you're relying on wind and solar for your electricity needs, you have to have backup what I call permanent power for when the wind's not blowing and the sun's not shining. Backup permanent power means, by definition, something that's always ready, always on, like natural gas or nuclear. And so if you're going to expand wind and solar, you also have to make sure that you're adding enough capacity for natural gas and or nuclear to meet the energy needs when the wind's not blowing and the sun's not shining. Otherwise, you have what's called intermittency, and you could have blackouts or brownouts. And we saw that a lot last summer, um, and we're looking at it, and the federal government has forecast a pretty cold winter where we could have actually black brownouts or blackouts this winter in the northeast if that happens and you have an extremely cold day human health is at risk so you know from a policy perspective we need to make sure that we're balancing our energy portfolio and we're we're utilizing all the energy that we have available to us in a sensible way the second problem with this the the statement or the position of the Biden administration is we can actually, and we're proving this in this country, produce affordable energy, energy that's reliable, meaning that doesn't increase the risk of blackouts, and energy that meets our environmental standards, including oil and natural gas. The United States is the number one nation on earth in in reducing carbon emissions, in volatile organic compound emissions, in nitrous oxide emissions, in sulfur dioxide emissions, while we continue to produce oil and natural gas. So diversifying our energy portfolio, making sure we have enough available resources of all kinds, while we continue to push the envelope on improving our environmental stewardship, all that can happen at the same time. 
so this false notion that says the only way we can meet our environmental goals is to ban or eliminate or restrict oil and natural gas, that's simply not true. There's no facts that support that. Um, there are certainly facts that then the market wants more environmentally responsible energy, and we're proving we can do that without eliminating the single most important energy resource that we have in, in the market today. You know what, David? The problem with what you're saying is that it's incredibly practical. Uh, it doesn't rile people up into their corners <laughs> because that stuff, yeah. it's stuff that seems like everybody, when they listen to this and everybody who is listening, you'd, you'd have to, no matter where you come from politically, you'd have to go, well, yeah, you know, I mean, this is stuff that we all should be agreeing on. Um, let me ask you one more question in a little bit different you know, zone for this topic before we run out of time. And that's this whole, this whole notion that um, we need to outsource all of our stuff. I mean, I don't even know if that's the intention, but what's happened is that we've ended up outsourcing a lot of our oil production overseas where there are a lot less regulations over these things environmentally. So even if your goal is just environmental, at any cost, save the environment, you're not even really getting that with this administration, right? You're, you're not. Uh, absolutely right. So when, the more the more we rely more on imports from uh, the OPEC nations or Venezuela or even Russia, the higher the global emissions are. Uh, the second big concern here is, you know, as we increase the use of uh, renewable energy, wind and solar and electric vehicles and all that, uh, almost all the components and the minerals and metals that go into those um, uh, renewable energy resources are controlled, are made by China. So that's putting us at risk from a national security perspective um, because we're outsourcing all our renewable energy to China. Right. So the entire energy policy right now is, is, is kind of being outsourced. Um, and again, when energy prices go up, this is you know a, a, a talking point. It doesn't matter where you are on the political spectrum and why your point is right that this should be a nonpartisan issue. When energy prices go up, our energy becomes less reliable. Those among us that can least afford to pay more, those that are on fixed incomes, those are in poverty, those are in disadvantaged, those of us in disadvantaged neighborhoods, all those folks are the ones that are hurt the most by those policies that intentionally increase energy prices. So a sensible energy policy that's affordable, that makes affordable, reliable, and environmentally responsible energy should help everyone. And it should cross political lines. And when we're going to the polls next year, uh, regardless of political affiliation or persuasion, whether you're a Democrat, independent or Republican, uh, candidates should be urged to support a sensible energy policy because it really is uh, kind of it impacts the entire economy and, and individuals across the political spectrum more than anything else. You know, David, I used to believe in my infancy that uh, that political leaders, leaders of nations, they were much smarter than the rest of us. But uh, I think in my lifetime, that has changed a whole lot because everything you're saying, it's, it really is not that hard. It's just practical uh, movements that people could make without being geniuses. <laughs> so, right. Well, you know what? It's up to us to get in their ear and, and make them smart. Um, you know, it's it, they make short-sighted decisions sometimes. They make decisions based on incomplete set of facts. Sometimes they make decisions based on a set of lies because someone's in their ear. Yeah. Um, so it's up to us as voters to make sure that we're being heard and make sure that energy's uh, front and center in the election. Consumer Energy Alliance President David Holtz, thank you for your time. How do people connect with you? Uh, simple. Uh, consumerenergyalliance.org.org. Check us out on the website. We're uh, active all over the country. Sounds good. 
David, thank you so much for your time, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Hey, happy holidays to you. I appreciate it. All right, take care. More Wiggins America right around the corner. Stick around. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.